Hey guys, I am back again with another episode of What Do I Know? I'm Only a Child. Per usual, my name is Sonia Ivashenko and I will be your host. Either welcome to the show or welcome back to the show. I actually have my brand new mic set up now and I'm sitting in the comfort of my own room, so that's very exciting. This is episode two of my crazy idea that I decided on starting. I will again be giving you guys the real, raw, uncensored, non-sugar-coated reality of what your young adult years consist of because I still haven't found much out there that talks about that. And I also get to make fun of myself along the way, so that makes everything so much better. If you've ever had a thorough conversation with me, you know I'm all about elaborating on young adult BS. Um, I love discussing the ins and outs of everybody's high school and college experience. It's one of those times in everybody's life that could be very good or very bad. But what I've gathered from the many conversations I've had is that everyone's experience is genuinely the same. Most people come out completely different than how they started and learning about how in the world that happened is extremely fascinating. So before we dive right in, I want to explain my goals for this podcast series one more time. I did just graduate from high school, so I kind of am starting a new era in my life that is college. Um, I may not be living the typical cool college kid life, uh, but I am excited for this new so-called chapter. Therefore, I feel that it is necessary for me to relate to the generation that I'm planning on taking over the world with. I feel like there's always room for improvement, and I feel like it's even more important for me to point out my potential mistakes and explain how I grew because of them. Also, has anyone else struggled in social situations recently? Like, you know, asking simple questions or ordering in the drive-thru? Just me? I don't know. But hashtag pandemic, I guess, at this point. Anywho, work ethic, that's important. I feel like people's childhoods go one way or the other. They either have a list of chores to do every day or they don't have any chores at all. Uh, Me being an only child, I kind of had free range to do whatever I wanted during the day or during the evening after school. So when it came to me actually helping out around the house, uh, that was held to a bare minimum standard on a daily basis. Um, On the other hand, I have always made good grades, so I had some sort of a drive when it came to studying or doing my homework. But whenever I got asked to do any chores at all, I would do a semi-decent job, sometimes not even that, and then go run around outside. So my parents realized there is no reason for them to waste their time showing me how to do basic life skills because I wasn't going to utilize them anyway. Now let's talk about somebody that I'm very close to, my dad. I want to compare our childhoods a little bit. He was raised in a three bedroom, one bathroom house with six other people. He had two brothers and two sisters, as well as two parents with whom he had to share what felt like a five square foot home. I was mainly raised in a five bedroom, six bathroom, three story house with two other people and a pain in the ass dog. Sorry, there's just not a better way to describe that little monster. House structure and square footage doesn't necessarily explain work ethic, but it does carry me over into this next thing. Since about the age of nine or 10, my dad has been involved in some sort of labor work. His dad was a wholesale egg dealer. um, So on a daily basis, he would just drive around town and deliver cartons of eggs. And my dad would tag along his route and help as well as work in the quote-unquote warehouse. So there's a story he's told me many times. Uh, One day when he was helping his dad package egg cartons, he would try to stack them up as high as they would go without falling. 
you know, the cartons. And he got so good at it that at one point he would just toss the cartons to the very top of the pile and they would stay balanced since he was still small and eventually couldn't reach the top of the pile once it got so high. Basically, he was just trying to impress his dad when he came back into the room by saying, look how high I got the cartons to go, you know, woohoo, look at me, dad. Anyway, the carton story is something I think about pretty often because it's one of those things that's somewhat comical but pretty motivational too. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, is that my dad had this drive within him to show his dad that he had a work ethic and anybody else for that matter in jobs he had later on down the road. Going back to me for a bit, um, the first 15 years of my life consisted of me going to school, going to practices, and coming home. Maybe going to a birthday party every once in a while, as well as doing a lot of traveling with my parents. So for somebody my age, we went to very exotic places, so I was spoiled as all get out. I wasn't a bad kid, I didn't act bratty, you know, like 90% of the time, but I didn't understand this concept of labor or hard work, which was made clear to me a few years later. So fast forward to the summer after my sophomore year. I was 16, driving, cranky, and had no place to go. I picked a day and I went job hunting around town to various places. Okay, I didn't volunteer to get a job, but kudos to my mom for making me get out of the house. Fast forward again to about four days after my job hunting mission, I got a call back from one of the restaurants I applied to. It's called the Highland Alien Grill, and they make out of this world sandwiches. So that makes that job so much better. Surprisingly, I didn't even plan on applying there, but I am grateful that I did because they were the only place to call me back. Thanks, Dan. I got asked to come in for an interview and then was told I could come and try out the job that weekend. I didn't know much about what I was in for, but I knew I would be working as a server, which was terrifying because let me tell you, my social skills are not top tier. Going into that first day, I was already anxious as it was because I didn't know anybody that I was going to be working with, so I didn't have anybody to grasp onto. So I was already coming out of my shell as it was by doing that. And on a normal day, this restaurant feels like it's about five square feet. Maybe on a good day, about 10 square feet. So you feel pretty crammed trying to do a high-paced job no matter what section of the restaurant you work in. So I came in on a Friday, it was about two in the afternoon, and I got a tour of everything, whether that was the stock room, you know, the to-go area, which is across the hall from the main part of the restaurant. And I kind of got a tour of where everybody and everything is. I start working with one of the girls that was, uh, that had worked there for a long time. And she started showing me just the basic things that you do as a server um, when you're closing. Because I started, I started the second half of the day, so she had to show me everything that we did to close. Showed me how to read tickets, showed me where everything goes, worked with uh, table numbers. Um, I think I talked to a few people that day, but I don't remember really interacting with a lot of uh, customers. So then I come in the next day, which is Saturday, which is supposedly uh, one of their busiest days of the week because it's the weekend, everybody wants to go out. Um, and have lunch and then maybe go shopping around the square, which is where this place was. So it's kind of the hot spot when it comes to places to eat on the weekend. And, you know, I had to interact with a lot of strangers, which was not a good time for anybody, I don't think. So as I continued to work at that restaurant, I jumped around to different positions, whether that was working back in the kitchen, um, helping make the sandwiches, wrap the sandwiches, work in the to-go area, answer the phone. I enjoyed jumping around most of the time to those different positions and I did enjoy helping out a lot of people while I was there, um, not just from like a server point of view. So technically I worked there for about two years and within those two years, many different people came in and out of that place, employees specifically. And while juggling the usual lunch rush as well as a gazillion caterings, as well as trying to hire people, that five square foot deli still ran smoothly. 
It didn't take me long at all to gain an enormous amount of respect for my bosses, as well as some of the senior employees, you know, the employees that worked there for longer than I did. And I was nowhere near the best employee. I was nowhere near the hardest worker, and I certainly was nowhere near the friendliest person in that place. I was surrounded by people who woke up at four in the morning, came and set up the deli at about five, and then continued to make the meals, run the register, deliver caterings, and serve the people that came in there that day. I don't know how you possibly could be lazy when you worked with people who expressed this kind of a care towards a business. I had a lot of light bulb moments that year. My social skills became stronger, I feel like I took smaller aspects of my life more seriously, and I also learned basic life skills, like how to clean up a mess because you dropped half a sandwich on the floor. So if you're ever for some reason are driving to Alabama, please make a stop on the square in Carrollton and eat at the Highland Deli and Grill. I promise you won't regret it, and I know I'm a plug, but I gotta do what I gotta do. So in the midst of dealing with customers and trying not to become claustrophobic, I realized that getting a job in general was one of the best things that could have happened to me. Any chance I get where I can come out of my shell, I need to take it because it helps me build confidence as a person, which is something I desperately need to do. So I want to go off topic for just a little bit. It's actually not as far off topic as I thought it was, but it's a little bit. There's a show on Netflix, it's called The West Wing. It's, uh, in my opinion, one of the best political shows that's ever been made. Um, seven seasons, so if you want something to binge, I definitely recommend that. And I actually wrote a blog just talking about one of the famous phrases that was used in the show itself and how it relates to hard work and having a work ethic in general. So I want to read you part of that blog right now. What's next? There are two simple words that can help paint a picture of a person. Once a person says that, they become someone who is willing to do anything and everything to make sure that each day is filled with success. As I've gotten older and experienced some of the ups and downs that life hits you upside the head with, I've learned that it's not difficult to separate people into two groups. One group consists of the people who are willing to take life by the horns and tell it which way to go, and the other group lets somebody else do it for them. I'm not saying that each day of your life has to be packed with a gazillion things for you to do. I'm just saying that every day needs to somehow contribute to your bigger picture. Saying what's next is what helps keep that drive. A drive that will lead to a life where you are beyond thrilled to wake up every single morning. How many of you have sat around for countless hours looking at social media or watching Netflix? Don't lie, I know you have because I've done the same thing. You're not looking for what's next by doing all of that unless you want to consider the next episode to be what's next. Sitting in a room and looking at a screen is only going to hurt you and it'll cause you to come out of this lockdown feeling guilty. This lockdown is what's going to divide people into those two groups. And you'll begin to notice it once we go back to normal, quote unquote normal. Certain people are taking advantage of their newly acquired freedom and others are waking up after lunchtime. Hear me out. This is a time where you can feel accomplished every single day. And trust me, it's the best feeling in the world. It's better than eating a freshly baked chocolate chip cookie. So why would you not want to feel that way every single night? I don't know either. How are you going to go back to a normal routine if you've trained your mind to be lazy? I can't answer that either, but I know it'll be difficult. We have so many things to look forward to that will not be canceled because this world will eventually get its act together. What's next is the only thing we should be thinking about. We can't think about the past because that's depressing, and we can't think about the present either because it's currently engulfed by masks and Lysol wipes. So why not think ahead, take this pandemic by the horns, and figure out what's next? So that was actually 
one of my favorite blogs that I wrote um, out of the few that I did um, because those words they can be translated into absolutely anything because especially during the show um, it accurately portrays what the White House staff does, how the White House runs. It also shows all the behind the scenes craziness as well. Normally there's not an end to their day. It just keeps going whether they like it or not. And um, normally they have about 50 things to do. And by the end of the day, by the end of every episode, they have about 49. But somewhere in the background out of most episodes, you'll hear the president say what's next because they're ready to do whatever comes at them next. And I think that's the best way to go on about your day, to go on about your life. Um, because you finish one thing and you just have to focus on the next thing and it's that simple whether it's finishing an assignment and you've got four others backed up behind it just think about what's next eventually you'll be done same thing with this pandemic you just have to think about what's next you know you'll get through this and what's next is you're going to be able to hang out with your friends go out to restaurants and go back to what you were doing before same thing with school for that matter some of you might be freshmen some of you might be seniors you just had to think about what's next and what's next is your next year and your next year and your next year. Sometimes it's college, sometimes it's work, military, whatever. That's what you have to think about. And you can't just, you know, sit and not do anything because you won't have a what's next if you do that. So moving right along, I want to elaborate on making sacrifices. A lot of us tend to not understand that because we aren't legal adults or we don't live in our own college dorm, we can't make decisions that are intended for solely our lives. Here's what I mean. It's okay to be selfish every once in a while. Nobody's requiring you to have a pool party every weekend or go to football games every Friday night or go to the beach every time you get a break. You can't just focus your entire young adult life on a social setting because when you graduate high school, you're going to run around with your arms flailing in the air not knowing which way to go when it comes to college or anything else for that matter. And then guess what? When you don't change anything in college or your post high school plans, you're going to graduate and continue with your arms still flailing in the air. So why not sit down right now and figure out some sort of direction you want to go in. Combine some of the things that you would like to do and figure out some career options for yourself. And guess what? You're going to not graduate high school with your arms flailing in the air. And that makes everything so much better and easier. You are allowed to not go places. You are allowed to not do things if you're busy bettering yourself. And your friends and peers should understand that. That's the big word right there, should. They should understand that you may not have the time that you once had. And if they don't, I suggest you get better friends. You know, I can say a million times, don't let people around you stop you from chasing your dreams. You've heard that a million times. I have too. And only a handful of people actually listen to that every time it's said to them. The bottom line is your support system needs to consist of the biggest cheerleaders known to man. They need to not only have their pom-poms and routine ready, but they also need to understand that your future is yours and only yours. So make those sacrifices that contribute to your success and gather your support system because all of that will take you such a long way. If you ever listen to anyone who talks about character development or life motivation or whatever, you'll hear a lot of them scream and yell and holler about the excuse, I don't have time. I'm actually reading a book right now and the author has a section dedicated to just that where she talks about how she rearranges her entire day to make sure that she benefits from that time that she is awake. I'm a firm believer in getting as much out of every day as you can, especially at this age and during this world of craziness. I feel like a lot of us don't realize how much we can better ourselves by doing at least one productive thing a day. I didn't realize that sweeping and mopping a dining room every day would help me in the long run. I didn't realize that writing down complicated orders would help me in the long run either, but it has because the little things that contribute to the success of somebody you respect is one of the most satisfying things that this world has to offer. 
And by saying that, I feel like you respect yourself. At least a little bit. And it's a very good feeling when you feel accomplished at the end of the day. Am I saying that you absolutely need to work in a local restaurant because that's the only thing that'll help you become a better person? Of course not. What I am telling you is that you need to find something that contributes to your overall maturity as a person. I'll elaborate a little bit more. This is on days when you're not sitting in the middle of a pandemic. Take my dad, for instance. We talked about how he did all of this work as a kid. He eventually worked all through high school, went to broadcasting school, and then years later opened up his own radio station. He has worked for himself for basically his entire life, and he is one of the most hardworking people I know. So I do have that luxury of having a hardworking family to look up to because my mom is right there in the mix. But some of you may be in a household where your parents are working in an office or a site that's 45 minutes from home, so you don't get that first-hand experience every single day. This is what I need you to do. First, I need you to continue to work hard academically. That will get the ball rolling when it comes to developing that desired work ethic. I need you to study for every test you don't want to study for. I don't need you to not do your homework because you didn't feel like it. I need you to get involved in your school, and I need you to establish those good relationships with your teachers, mentors, and peers, because that will take you a long way in society right now. Second thing I recommend that you do is get a job. Unless you are running to be at the top of your class, I recommend that you do something that helps you become more independent. Because let me tell you, spending your money is so cool. You go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and order a cookies and cream milkshake, because of course those are the best, and you hand the cashier a $5 bill. With a little bit of attitude, of course, because you know that's your $5 bill. You earn that. Third and last thing, watch what the successful people around you are doing, because obviously they're doing something right. Observe how they go about their day and figure out what you need to adjust in yours to eventually get to that point. I want to end this episode on that note. Just remember that there's always room to change how you view yourself in the life ahead. Know that just because you're not living the life you want to live right now doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. Again, think about what's next. Understand that by doing those productive projects or jobs every day, you are bettering yourself and your future, and that is the most important thing. As usual, I want to thank you guys for stopping by and listening, and I can't wait for the many more episodes to come in the wake of me still being a child. <laughs>